Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to, you know it's fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Brian Breaker. It is episode 77 this week. And my guest today is the one and only Johnny Proof, a.k.a. Johnny Pantoya, a.k.a. the masked man, Akiago. Good friend of mine for many, many years. He was actually there when I first broke into pro wrestling. Um, Johnny is a Harley Race guy. First met him... Geez, 07, I guess it was. I, th- I believe he moved off in about 08, 09. Um, worked with him in a shoot job. Uh, I think we talk about that a little bit. I don't remember for sure. I think we do. Um, but we, I mean, we, it's, it's crazy to think because I haven't seen Johnny, I believe, since 2009. I think I said last week 2008, but now that I think about it, I think it was 2009. Might have been late 08. But you think about that, it's like, man, that's been over a decade. I haven't seen this guy. You know, I, I follow him through social media, and I see his posts on you know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. But it, it's crazy to me that we're... <sighs> Sorry, I'm just getting a text message from a friend of mine. I hate when that happens. Get sidetracked. But um, it, it's crazy to me that like it's so easy to, to not speak to each other and I and honestly that's a big reason why I do this podcast is it's such a great way to reconnect with people you know Alex Warren I had him on a few weeks ago we we briefly knew each other but we didn't know each other well I saw he was on a game show I was like dude that's awesome I'd like to have you on and we reconnected and it was awesome and you know I think he'll be on again in the future um they have a connection the these two Johnny Proof was recently on Wheel of Fortune yes Wheel of Fortune one of the most popular game shows of all time he was a contestant, which is incredible. He kind of tells that story, of course. We talk about early days of wrestling and you know the rigors of the Harley Race Wrestling Academy, which is probably not as glorious of a place as you might think. Um, we, we definitely have some stories to tell. And like I said, I love reconnecting with friends. I love talking to people I've, I've never actually even met before. I think having a nice list of different people on the show is what makes this fun and uh, makes it exciting for me too and and I hope you guys enjoy it as much and also too, I'm going to throw this out there I like to throw things out there to you guys so feel free to tweet me at BrianBreakerODR my links are in the, uh, the show notes here if there's a guest you think I should talk to that I haven't, hit me up maybe I haven't thought about it you know, maybe you're like, hey, maybe you should have this guy on. I think you would have, I think you would have a fun conversation. Now, sometimes when it's just some random person, and I'm, and that's not a knock. It's like I don't. What do we talk about? I don't know them. Now, if they have a project or something they're working on or something that they promote, then you kind of have that that fallback in case a conversation lulls. Because I would want to have someone on for ten minutes and be like, well, okay, see you later. Because that can happen certainly, but. Um, overall, I, I think if you guys have suggestions for some guests, people you'd like to have me talk with on here, please hit me up and let me know. Until then, let's uh, let's kick it over to my conversation with my good buddy, Johnny Proof.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Joining me this week, all the way from the Colorado area, the one and only Johnny Proof. Johnny, dude, it's been a while. How you been, man? Hey, man, what's going on? Doing well. Doing well. Um, has been, yeah, too long. We, uh, you know, we always catch up. Uh, it seems like through these, um, you know, podcasts you what you do. But, but yeah, man, we should uh, stay in touch even more because it's always cool to just you know reminisce about our past and yeah you know we have a, a shared history so that's always something we'll we'll be able to look back on man and um yeah man, it's just it's good to hear from you again though bro yeah man i i definitely I, the one thing i do like about this podcast is it kind of gives me a reason to reach out to people that i haven't talked to in yeah and in our case you know years mm-hmm. and, and i think it's been really cool to reconnect um if people don't know me and you uh pretty much my first day in wrestling you were there you were already training at the Harley race Academy. He'd probably been there a few months before me. Um, but yeah, man, we were there back in the, we, we were grinding back in those days. I got there in 07. I, I assume you probably got there maybe 06 or somewhere in there. And yeah, smoke filled exactly. room, was... small <laughs> crap ring, you know, like it was just, it was, it was, I, I don't know about you, but when I first got to the Harley race Academy, I'm, I guess in my mind, I'm picturing like this huge operation, right? Like mm-hmm. a secretary and a full staff. No, that's not at all what it was. It was like this ran no, down room. Oh man, it was so so different. So that that burst, that bubble you have, basically burst when you first kind of walk into that place. Yeah, exactly. Well, my first, you know, when I first went down there, I actually went down for like um, like a tryout, um, and they were having a show that weekend, so. I didn't actually like show up to the school first, you know. I went to, actually went to like to the show that they were having, um, and then I can't remember if it was before, maybe before the show started. Um, uh, Daniel Palmer, you know, who was Daniel Cross working back then, um, he took me and this other guy, you know, back to the school and just to kind of run us through a little like mini tryout, you know, to see how we were. And uh, yeah, man, when I walked in there, like it was it was equal parts awesome as it was like you know like you said like a little bit of a disappointment. Um, but you know, seeing like Harley's robe and his gear like right. up on the wall and like all this memorabilia and stuff like that, like that blew my mind. But then like mm-hmm. you're right though, like the actual like room itself like wasn't anything spectacular if it didn't have that stuff in it. So yeah. so yeah. <laughs> well, I remember up on the shelf were like the king boots he wore in WWE. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh my god, like. Anyone can steal those. You know, that was my first know, thought. Right? It's like, like holy crap, they're just they're just right there. Like, those are the boots he wore in WWE. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yep. And then, like, you see, like, his king robe and crown and, you know, and yeah. then so many, like, old school posters and stuff. I mean, it was just – it was literally, like, almost like a wrestling Harley Race museum in it some, really was, some man. respects. Yeah, I agree. It was yeah, it kind of just took you back, and like that's that was like my main focus going in there. And then uh, you get into that, that old ring, and then you're like, uh, is this – are you sure this ring's okay <laughs> to be used still? Dude, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was well broken in, at least. We could say that. Well, I, I know a couple of years later, we actually had to move it. And I'm like, you know, that thing was like, rings today, if people don't know. And I guess people wouldn't know if they'd never put a ring together. They're actually made to go together relatively simply, you know, simple. Mm-hmm. And and to, to put up and tear down within, you know, if you have enough people, you can usually do it in about an hour and a half or so. Yeah. Well, that ring is like all bolted together. I mean, it's it was such a <laughs> a contraption, and we got it back together, and it's all off center, and like one post is way up in the air, and I'm like, well, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we tore it down, put it together again. It was better, but still not great. And then we moved again, and I remember after like two or three moves, a guy, one of the guys that we were helping train, took a bump, and a bolt literally flew out of the canvas. 
I'm no like, way, oh, damn. Okay. That's that's not good. Yeah, so it it definitely had uh, had that ring had seen many bumps. That's for sure. Oh, that's for sure, man. Did you uh, whatever happened to that ring? Do you know? Like after you guys um, like took it down and stuff. So the schools in Troy last last time I was there, and this has been for four or five years. Mm-hmm. It was still up, believe it or not. Oh no way, really? Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> yeah. didn't. I don't think used it for. Anything more than like you know chain wrestling and stuff like that, and yeah, limited hopefully. bumps and not. I mean, because the ropes were off center. I mean, there was nothing about that ring that was pleasant, you know. But <laughs> right, that's, that's what we had, right? That's it, man. So that's because crazy. It's still around, though. Yeah, I thought that they would have yeah, done something with it, like retired it somewhere. But uh, to, to know that it's still at least up is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, sturdy, obviously. Like I would have never. Yeah, I never would have expected that, but. And it's weird, like, I didn't really f- notice it as much then until I got into better rings and realized, like, oh, that ring sucked. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what we had, you know? That's, that's what we, that's yeah, what it was small with. and durable, but it was it, it, did, it served its purpose for us, you know? Yeah. Oh, I remember, too, and you probably remember this, one side of the ring was like a mirror. So when you'd go to hit the ropes, oh, right. you'd see, like, two ropes, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I could possibly go wrong there, you know? <laughs> Not dangerous at all, yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, well, to kind of go back to to the beginning for you, um, why why wrestling and, and why – because obviously you're, you live in, in Colorado. Um, why Missouri? Like, what was that like? What was the decision for you to, to make that move? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, I mean, obviously, probably like you and a lot of other guys who are in the business or try to get in the business, you know, they, they loved wrestling growing up. So that was kind of my thing. And, you know, it was always something that um, I knew in the back of my head I wanted to, you know, try to pursue one day. I just didn't know basically how to go about it. Um, but when I was in college, you know, I, I was going to college up here in uh, Fort Collins at um, Colorado State University. And, you know, I was doing okay, but it wasn't really, you know, like, I could just tell, like, it wasn't my passion, like, I always was, like, wrestling was always on my mind, you know, I was like, well, I need to do, I need to do wrestling, you know, at some point, like, right. I don't want to get too old, um, but I guess, like, the thing that kind of basically um, pushed me to, like, just pursue it was, um, and I think I've told you this before, but my dad passed away um, while I was going to college there, and, you know, like, I ended up, you know, just, you know, um, I went back to school for a little bit, but I just, you know, I lost focus, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about my family back home and you know my mom and sister they live about three and a half hours from Fort Collins so you know I I didn't really have family I had a lot of friends of course but um didn't have family around so it was one of those things man I was like well I just need to go home and kind of gather myself and yeah you know see what the next move is going to be um so you know I I basically just went down and you know finished my um some of my credits at the junior college down there um in La Junta because I lived in Rocky Ford um at the time but um after I was done there I decided to move up to Pueblo which is about 45 minutes away from there and went back to college you know tried to kind of get back into the swing of things there at the university and uh but still you know still had wrestling on the mind and um you know just just basically said you know what if I if I don't do this soon I'm I'm never going to do it you know and um I think, you know, just kind of thinking about my dad and how life could be short and you never know what can happen. I was like, well, I just want to give it a shot now while I'm, well, I'm young and able to go out there and do it. Um, in hindsight, maybe I should have planned a little bit better for it, you know, like I didn't have too much money to my name. So, um, it was one of those things where I just basically, yeah, moved out to Missouri with, uh, with a dream and a few dollars on me. And, uh, that's how it worked, man. But, um, deciding on Missouri was, um, basically because it was closer to home, you know, I mean, there was, I think there were some schools in Colorado, but obviously there, you know, there were, at the time there was no like huge names from Colorado or at least no legends that were 
you know, that had their schools up or anything like that. So, um, you know, I didn't really feel confident um, learning from anybody here in the state at the time. Um, not to say, not to bash anybody, but it's just, you know, you want that reputation. Well, you yeah, want Harley that name, has such so. a reputation in the business, right? Everybody yeah. knew who he was, and he had connections to WWE and to Japan. So, yeah, and that's pretty much the same reason why I chose that school as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's basically why I chose it. And um, I looked around at, like, you know, some schools in California, too, which I remember, um, I can't remember the name of the school, but um, I think John Cena, well, I know John Cena went there because they, they sent me, like, a flyer and, or, you know, a little pamphlet about the school, and uh, John Cena, I remember, was on the cover, you know, like, giving some guy, like, an arm lock or something like that. And so, I mean, that kind of, looking back, like, man, I could have went to school with John Cena. That would have been kind of cool. But, um, you know, going to school at Harley Races is equally as cool to me. So um, that's kind of why I chose that, you know, just to, like you said, go for go where the legacy's at, go where, you know, there's been a proven success. And so, so yeah, and uh, just the pro- closer proximity to home um, made it, like, you know, uh, I guess a more um, – a convenient trip than having to like travel from somewhere far on the east or west coast, you know. Yeah, for sure. And and like you were kind of talking about like you know being a young kid and wanting to pursue this. That I don't know about for you, but that was such a hard. Wasn't like that. I didn't want to be a wrestler, but that was such a hard move. It's like ooh, like if, mm-hmm. it's almost like if you do this, you're dumping. You're oh, I'm sorry, you're jumping right in the deep end. It's yeah. It's not there's no like dipping a toe in. You're you're all in at this point, right? Oh yeah, exactly, man. Like you just, there's no going back. You know, you make the choice and you stick with it. Right. And so, um, you ended up leaving the, the Academy a a few years later. Um, what was, what was like for you, like what made the business, it's hard to say this. What was so hard about the business? You know, because I know for me, like I loved wrestling, but there were so many elements of wrestling that I also hated. That, yeah, uh-huh. that it really like it was almost like I love this, but I hate it at the same time, and it really made I don't know. It was a hard life, and I don't think a lot of people truly understand that, like what we would go through as you know, just being an independent pro wrestler, trying to you know get noticed for some sort of an opportunity. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think it's an e- maybe maybe an easier life than. It, it appears on the surface, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They think that maybe you're, you know, you're more taken care of than you are, but that's definitely not the case. You know, like you're, you're basically scratching to make ends meet, um, working whatever kind of jobs you can in between, you know, the training and the, yeah. the shows and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely not easy, um, and that's that still rings true to this day. You know, I mean, it's nothing's really changed in that regard. It's still, it's still the same business. You know, you're gonna have to. Basically, uh, basically pay your dues, you know, um, really hard in the fr- in the beginning, and um, unless you're like, you know, have an established job or you're, you know, working full time, making good money, it's going to be a struggle, you know. It's gonna it's gonna take a lot of your time, a lot of your energy. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, for those looking to get into it, you know, just know it's a it's a tough road, man. And um, like kind of like you said, you know, there's just things you have to deal with. Um, both in and outside of wrestling that make you love and hate it, you know? So, oh, yeah. um, so that was, yeah, I mean, you know, my thing is I, I just, I love the pain, you know, I love the physicality of it. That's basically, um, what kept me drawn to it, you know? I mean, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to say, but I mean, that's kind of, um, you know, what I, you know, missed most about when I left, you know, I was like, man, I just missed, you know, just being the hell out of somebody and even get my ass kicked sometimes, you know, like <laughs> it's weird, but it's just, yeah, I mean, some people just like having that feeling, I guess, you know? Um, and for me, it was, I don't know, it was never really, I mean, of course, everyone wants to be, like, a huge success and all that and, and the business, but for me, it was just mostly being able to say I, I knew I could do it and I knew I could do it well um, mm-hmm. is what it, is kind of what my measuring stick was. And, you know, maybe I didn't set my standards high enough, you know, maybe that's why I never 
um, made it as far as I, you know, thought I could in the business. Um, I just never really got, I guess, the, uh, like the political side, you know, as yeah. the, the part as was hard for me to kind of, um, I guess, you know, just navigate that kind of field, um, and getting through those different, you know, um, relationships you have to build and, you know, not, not making the wrong guy mad or else you'll, you know, you'll get buried. You know, I wasn't, it's just hard, man. It's just hard to kind of explain, I guess, um, in yeah. detail, but they're just, you know, those different things you have to kind of put into factor that, um, will either, you know, make or break your career. I'll tell you what, for me, and I didn't really experience this with WLW so much, but as I left there, the, uh, they talk about building relationships. Like I, I, when I would see guys just blatantly suck up or do things to mm-hmm. get on the good side. And that's, that wasn't really me either. Like I, yeah, it, that, that aspect I knew I'm like, Ooh, I am not really cut out <laughs> for that. You know, I mean, yeah. that was just not something I was going to be, if I, even if I tried it, I wasn't going to be good at it. And then that, I don't know that that's kind of what made the business hard for me. So it's like, Oh, so you have to get people on your side to speak up for you and mm-hmm. hope that other people yeah it there's a lot to it and i think that's what people sometimes don't understand like yeah. I, i'll see you know internet chatter all the time how come they're not pushing this guy and i'm like well he probably pissed off someone in the office you know like <laughs> like that's in in all reality it's probably something similar because i saw that happen all the time Oh yeah, and it's, it's refreshing to hear that from you too, man because that's exactly how i was like i wasn't you know i was i'm i'm respectful i'm you know i'm not going to like I don't think I had, like, you know, any kind of, um, I can't think at least of anything I did to anybody there personally. Like, you know, like, yeah. I was always just a guy that kept to myself, tried to work hard, go and train hard, and mm-hmm. hope and hope that would be enough to get me places. But like you said, you know, there's guys that are that are willing to do the things that we're not willing to do that get them in, you know, positions that they want to be in. And that's the, that's the hard part of the business, man. And like you said, like, the internet chatter, people see these guys that are, like, super talented and, you know, like, why aren't they pushing him? Well, you know, maybe they're maybe they're kind of like us. They're not the kind, you know, kind of guys that kiss ass. They're not the kind of guys that, yeah. you know, um, have to put themselves out of their, you know, comfortable, I guess, box to to make certain people happy and that kind of thing. And you can see it, you know. You can see that certain guys should be, you know, at the top level or, at the, you know, at the top of the card, and they're just not. And it's yeah. kind of, you know, it makes guys like us probably at least, you know, be able to see, like, okay, he's probably, uh, like you said, not having the best relationship uh, with the office or, you know, he pissed off an agent or something like that, you know, so. Yeah. And wrestling is, like I was saying before, it's kind of such a love-hate thing that there's times when I think, at least for me personally, I needed to get away from the business, you know, because it yeah. so consumes your life, whether it's mm-hmm. training or going to shows and, you know, so yeah, when people are out there, you know, wanting to go, hey, I'm going to go hang out with this guy and suck up to him so I can get a push. I'm like, <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't. I need to yeah. get away from everybody. That was at least for me, and I and I knew like when I saw that happening, I'm like, okay. And again, this is not really my time in WLW. This is other places, which I'm sure is not hard to figure out. But <laughs> <laughs> right, but I, I saw it happen, and I and I I guess it it was hard for me to. I can't suck up. Like I just can't. I'm not a good brown noser and right. when i saw people doing it and doing it well and it working i was just like oh boy like this is uh i mean you know, i see it you know my regular job i see people do it and it just yeah it just rubs you the wrong of, way man yeah. yeah i'm kind of the same way i, I kind of keep to myself i do my work and i go home and i don't yeah. think about it until i go back to work so mm-hmm. it's just uh i don't know wrestling again i think the hard part about pro wrestling is it's not like anything else it's a little bit, you know, it's definitely athletic. There's there's some, you know, theater elements thrown in, plus, mm-hmm. you know, physicality. I mean, there's so much to it. 
you can't really compare it to anything else because it's not like anything else. And I don't know, to me, like, it's so funny when you see kind of like an outsider try to get into wrestling and do a little spot and you realize like how, how ill prepared they are for that. Cause what we do is not easy, but I think sometimes when you see guys on TV and you don't know anything about wrestling, you see them like maybe hit the ropes or do something you're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's easy. Well, it's like, well, no, it looks easy cause they're good at it. Like, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you saw it too. Like how many people would come in and you could just immediately tell in their face, like, Holy crap, this is hard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I saw many guys go through that school, you know, and, couple guys will last maybe a day or two some guys will last a month or two but yeah they end up you know just weeding themselves out because it's just too much you know so yeah you really have to just have a certain mindset a certain athleticism you know whatever it is to be able to, to stick with it um yeah you know it's not easy definitely what were your thoughts on some of the drills we used to do back in the day because we were talking about that before we started recording here and i was telling you i was like man the thought of doing those now makes me literally cringe because it was it was so brutal, you know. Like the we had these triple fives, which if people, if you know that drill, it probably just sent sent a shiver up your spine. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't, it's hard to explain. And even if I explain it, it's 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 way worse than it sounds. Yeah, I mean it's a blow up drill. You know, it just gets your it just gets your cardio going, gets you yep. worn out, and makes you um, makes you keep thinking though. You know, because if you if you just for one second, you know, lose your train of thought or like, you know, lose, I guess your focus, you know, you could either hurt yourself or the person you're doing it with. So it's more, it's not just, you know, physical, it's all, it's mental too. You know, you have Absolutely. to really just be, you know, in the zone when you're doing it. So yeah, but they're, they definitely suck, man. I don't miss, miss those at all. Or the, uh, the 30 bump drills we would do, yeah. um, which I always, <laughs> which I always love Darren, uh, our old trainer, Darren Wade, he would always say, yeah, you guys only have so many bumps in your body, so don't waste some. But then we do a 30 bump drill basically like every day in, in training. So like, Dude, I've <laughs> never understood that. I mean, I've been, <laughs> been associated with the business for well over a decade now, and I've ha- I've heard so many people say that. So, hey guys, you got to watch your bumps. All right, let's do uh, let's do a big bump drill now. It's like, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> How the hell does that make sense? I yeah, know, yeah. right? So, um, yeah. but yeah, thirty bumps, man. That was those were intense, and um, I just remember, yeah, I mean, I was basically blown up, you know, every time we did those. But yeah. I was I just remember one time I did them like so good and like I was like just busting them out like so crazy like I had so much energy that day like, like I wish I could just harness that one day into the every time I did it but it you was almost like, think like what yeah. did I eat that day like what yeah. what caused <laughs> <Right>. that yeah <laughs> yeah so my one and only day I was like man how do I just replicate that but it never happened again so <laughs> yeah, dude I remember I used to get so like almost like full of anxiety before those training sessions because you know of the blow up drills and stuff and mm-hmm. it's and it's weird but it. When you know you're going and you're like, well, I'm going to get like to the point of puking or, or, you know, actually puking, it, it makes you nervous. And so I, I would take like a scoop or two of like that NO explode before training to kind of get me oh. jazzed up. Uh-huh, and yeah. I remember I did that one day and I show up and I'm like, all right, guys, we're just going to watch tape today. And so <laughs> I'm over there like jittering like a crackhead. <laughs> I thought we that's were going to awesome. do all these crazy blow up drills. It's like, oh, we're just going to watch a tape today. It's like, oh, that's nice. You know, I didn't need to sleep tonight anyway. Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a, yeah, that's a definitely not one you uh, needed it for for sure <laughs> yeah and i remember like there were so many stories there like one time we were all training and training was wrapped up and harley was still there and i and i had my bag and my sh- and like to the side of the couch that we were sitting on and i put my shoes underneath the, the couch so they wouldn't mm-hmm. get in the way and harley happened to sit there 
And so I'm I'm sitting there talking to Bonsai, and I was like, "Hey, my shoes are underneath Harley's chair." He's like, "Let's go grab them." I'm like, "I don't think I can do that." Like, <laughs> he's like, well, "What are you gonna do?" And I was like, "I don't know." Like, <laughs> when I tell him to move, like, what do you do? Like, so I'm sitting there just like zoned in on him like a hawk. So the second he moves, I can go run and get my shoes real quick. <laughs> right. So it's like I don't want. I barely know the guy. He already intimidates me. I don't want to go tell him like, "Hey, excuse me, I need to get my shoes." <laughs> yeah, uh, you might get the hell of the way, Harley. I get my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, I mean, it's just such a such an interesting thing. And like you know, I would always kind of joke. We saw all these people show up, and so many of them were ill prepared. I remember we had one guy. This is probably after you left. He showed up. He did his tryout. He got through it, and he was in decent shape, but he was, you know, very blown up, which I told him. I was like, this is designed to do that, so, like, mm-hmm. be proud of what you accomplished. He shows up, like, three months later. We're doing the training. He's just beat up because of the bumps and stuff. And, again, basic back bumps. People don't realize they hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially early on. He's learned, <laughs> he's learned to hit the ropes and, you know, lockups, things like that. And it's about 7.30. We're going to wrap up at 8 o'clock. And he looks at me and he goes, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, I can't do this. I can't be a wrestler. And I was like, okay, well, it's the last day of the week for training. Why don't you think about it and make a decision on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. So we're almost done. You can just kind of ha- chill out for now and come back on Tuesday. You know, that'll be about three or four days, however long it is, to kind of reassess, like, if you – want to do this or not. And he was just like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. You think Harley will give me my money back? And I'm <laughs> like, well, that's not my call, pal. Like you're welcome to go talk yeah. to him. But, uh, I was like, are See you sure? And, and he ended up getting, you know, Harley gave most of his money back. I think besides like a hundred bucks, which I thought was fair. Yeah. And, um, I always kind of wonder about that guy. Cause I'm like, man, I wonder if he ever beats himself up because the pain is temporary as much as it, it does suck. And we, me and you both been there, but mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if he ever beats himself up now that it's been 10 plus years thinking like, Hmm, what if I had come back that next Tuesday yeah. and, and really gave it a shot? You know, cause you never know, right? No kidding, man. Yeah. If you just stick with it, you never know what could happen. So yeah, I mean, but there was, like I told you, there's a lot of guys that even before your time, you know, there was mm-hmm. guys that came and left, you know, just, just like clockwork, you know, I think guys thinking, Oh yeah, I'm tough enough to do it. Or, you know, and it's not going to be that bad. It's, you know, it's all choreographed and fake anyway, but right. yeah, once you, once it starts feeling real and you start feeling that pain, that'll let you know right away if you're going to be able to stick through or not, you know? So, you know, I call this show, you know, it's fake, right? And the reason I call it that is because of how people, I think, associate that word with wrestling mm-hmm. and, why do you think that that is? Like, and and here's my point. I've been a fan of wrestling my whole life, just like you have. Uh, never did I, I – I knew it was a show. I mean, I mm-hmm. knew this was entertainment. But I remember even as a kid seeing a guy get suplexed, and I'm like, well, I mean, he's really throwing him on his back, you know? Like, yeah. So how do they do that? Like, I, there was always something about that that was like, well, how do they do this? How do they do that? And, yeah, I mean, you always – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. You, but you know, All I'm saying is, like, why do you think people, because it's entertainment – like, people don't look at movies that way, right? They don't look at a movie and think, like, oh, psh, just a bunch of <laughs> bullshit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like I went and saw Doctor Strange this weekend, and I don't, I don't see people nice. like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit, you know? He's not really a doctor. Well, of course not. It's a movie, you know? But <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so weird how people associate when they hear pro wrestling. It's like, oh, it's that fake stuff. No, mm-hmm. it's entertainment. I mean, I understand it's not everybody's cup of tea, and that's fine. But why why do you think it's got that weird stigma to it? 
Yeah, um, and we'll have to talk about Doctor Strange because I, I caught it already to myself. But um, great, uh, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, like you said, like you know, I think the fact that it portrays itself as almost like a real fight, even though it's not. Yeah. I think people have, you know, most traditional people who are, you know, either fans of fighting or just fans of, you know, I guess real violence. They, they, oh, that's not, you know, I don't like that. If it's not real violence, you know, if it's not a real fight, like, why even do it, basically? Um, but, I mean, you know, yeah, those same people watch cartoons, and they get into cartoons. <laughs> like, a buddy of mine, like, loves The Simpsons, but he doesn't, you know, get pro wrestling. It's like, okay, you can watch a cartoon and love that and act like that's real, but you can't actually watch these real-life people performing like this and, you know, have yeah. any kind of appreciation for it. So, yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's it all comes down to, I guess, basically your your perception and your, your ability to suspend that belief, you know, um, when you're watching something, because, I mean, like you said, people do it all the time with movies, you know, they, they watch movies, they, they get into it, they think it's real, you know, they they become huge fans, they buy all these, you know, shirts, posters, whatever, you know, of, of the movie they love, the show they love, but they have a problem with pro wrestling, you know, it's just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me, um, but I think it's just, you know, it comes down to, like I said, some people just don't, I guess, get, you know, why they would fake a fight and, you know, um, right. make, it, make it seem realistic when it's not, but... Um, but that was always my thing, like, and that's kind of why, you know, I loved learning from, um, you know, from Harley and from uh, Trevor, you know, when he was down there training us because, you know, like, they make it look real, you know, they make it look real as possible, and I think maybe that's, you know, that throws people off too, like, there, of course, there's a, there's a lot of comedy stuff in wrestling, and it's not always, you know, as realistic as it can be, but, you know, the guys who do it really do it well and who really make it look real are the guys that I always appreciated watching, you know, so um, that's kind of the style I tried to to ad- adopt when I went to that school too is what they were trying to teach as far as the realism and the physicality of it you know like don't make it look fake because there's already enough people that you know bash it for being fake so you have to make it look as real as possible well you know what's funny my dad he came to a show right before I debuted a few months before I debuted and he he just watched and he he told me after afterwards we were driving back and he goes you know the one thing I took from that show more than anything else is like what's that and he goes every guy looks like they could fight and I'm nice like, yeah hmm and, and of course, you know he saw some. He's seen some indie shows since then, and let's just say he wasn't as impressed as that first one. I could imagine, yeah, yeah. And, and as you know, and to me, like that is exactly what we. I I was always trying to do as well is try to, while the people are there in that chair, they buy in. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they're, you know, they know that this isn't real. They know it's a work or whatever you want to call it. But when they hear. A, you know, a chop or, you know, a forearm or, you know, a club to the back or something. They they hear it and they see yeah. the sweat move and, you know, or they see like a boot to the face and like, wow, that really, he really kicked him in the face. Like mm-hmm. they see an element of that, like, wow, that, like that actually happened. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of the point is to just make people question yeah. at least for that two or three hours that they're at the show that, well, I think all that stuff's fake, but that that one guy, well, he really smoked that other dude. You know, like they they really may have that suspension of disbelief just for a moment or two. Yeah, it's like you know, you chop a guy hard enough, you know, a few times his chest will probably be pretty red or start even bleeding, and yeah, that's always cool to at least you know get people's reactions when they when they see your chest like that or see the other guy's chest. They're like, oh damn, like that was actually real. Like they're not just pretending, you know. Like so, like yeah, like it, even just those small little things like that will get people's mind thinking like, well, damn, they're, they're really beating the hell out of each other in there more than I thought they were. And to me, like, that's the whole point, right? Is to mm-hmm. just make people buy in. And I, and I always compare wrestling to like the Marvel movies. We brought up Dr. Strange earlier because, you know, 
all these movies are everyone's hugely invested. Everybody loves them. And I'm like, you know, these aren't the most realistic topics in the world. You know, it's a group of superheroes (laughs) that are fighting a big purple alien guy. Like, it's not, (laughs) this isn't real life. But people buy in and spend tons of money to watch this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, But again, if you told someone, like, hey, I'm going to go watch the new Avengers tonight, they're going to be like, dude, that's awesome. If you say, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm watching the Royal Rumble tonight, they're going to be like, why? <laughs> you know, well, that's fake. fake right? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's entertainment, you know? Like, yeah, on. exactly, man. Yeah, some people just can't change their minds when it comes to pro wrestling, but it's like one of the only genres it's like that that I could think True. of. You know, it's like just there's so many people that are just so against it and won't even give it a chance um, for it being, you know, fake or whatever, quote unquote fake. So, yeah. Are you, uh, are you still wrestling these days? Uh, currently, I'm not, no. So, I've, uh, yeah, my last match was. Like, yeah, like right before the pandemic I had hit, hit, I think. It was like February or March was my last match in 2020. So I don't know. I've, just, I've been kind of kicking around the idea. I'm kind of at the point um, where I'm trying to decide, you know, should I still do it? Do I want to still do it? You know, I'm going to be 40 this year. So, um, yeah, I'm not getting any younger. Um, <laughs> and and, and you know, that's where, like, you know, taking a suplex or a backdrop is no big deal when you're 23. Mm-hmm. A little different. <laughs> yeah, I'm 36. So now, it's like, so. yeah. Yeah, it just sounds brutal, you know, nowadays. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I was and I was working every month before, you know. So I mean, my body was still, you know, mm-hmm. doing pretty well, and you know, as far as that goes. But now that it's been, a, you know, almost a two-year layoff, it's like, how would I even begin training again? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I know there's, you know, some guys here in Denver. Um, you know, a lot of I know a lot of people here, and I'm sure I could go, you know, and train whenever I want to. And um, the company I worked, you know, worked for predominantly here, um, New Era Wrestling. They're running and. The owner, um, they have a new owner now, but he's you know one of my good buddies, and um, just told me, yeah, I just let him know whenever I want to come back, and he's like, I kind of see you maybe starting off like as like either, either commentary or manager role, and honestly, that's kind of how I see myself too. I was like, you know, thinking maybe it might be fun to like just get into that managerial role for a mm-hmm. while, and you know, kind of do some work in that area because uh, you have one spot out- of the night, right? Dude, that's the easiest <laughs> job on the, on, the, on the show. Exactly, man. And I, I always loved back in the day when guys like you know. Um, Guys like Mr. Perfect would be, you know, managing like Ric Flair just out there, you know, mm-hmm. like even though you know he's he can go and he's a great, you know, performer, like just having him, you know, his presence on the outside like that still added a lot to the match and um, added a lot to Ric Flair's, you know, overall gimmick. So, so yeah, I think, you know, like that would be kind of cool just to help maybe build some younger guys up in that way and, um, you know, kind of start off in that, in that way. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still at least, you know, keeping in good shape and, you know, I've been, um, you know, still working out consistently. So I think physically I'd be able to, you know, to go still. But, like, you know, as far as, like, cardio, I think there's going to be a lot of work <laughs> in that realm to be to be, uh, um, to be be kind of worked on still. But, but, yeah, man, I'm still just, you know, kind of, like I said, in a lull and kind of just waiting to kind of pick my spot to when I do come back. Yeah, I was actually – I took my nephew, me and my dad did, to a, to a show a few weeks ago here in town. And, I, you know, I was pretty good friends with a couple of guys on the show. And so – the main event kind of, and it was like a tournament. It was like a one night tournament. The show was, and the main event ended up kind of being like a bit of a, a brawl through the crowd type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, the guy I know brought the heel over to me, and he's like, "Hey, chop him!" And I'm thinking, eh, "What the hell? I'll chop him." So I get up <laughs> out of my chair and I chopped him. And I, I'm not thinking because my nephew's a really big fan, uh-huh. and he hasn't seen me wrestle since he was like three. Because I haven't, I haven't actually wrestled since 2017, which is kind of crazy to think. Oh but, wow. And uh, he got so excited that that, that I that I chopped him that he uh-huh. was like, I really want you to wrestle again. So I, I'm kind of, I'll be honest, I'm kind of thinking about it at least, at least to do 
one more just so he can see me now that he's a little bit older. But yeah, man, there's a lot of the cardio and everything else involved. It's a man. It's a it's a tough business to just do. It's hard to do it just one foot in. I guess if that makes mm-hmm. sense. No, yeah, you have to you have to be basically all in again, like we were when we when we started, you know, or else you're gonna get yourself or somebody else hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, mean, I think yeah, I mean, why not? You know, you still you're still young enough, man. But when I was 36, you know, I I I felt pretty good, and you know, my body got basically back used to it after a while. Um, now is it? You know, now that I'm 40, though, it's a little bit different. Like <laughs> I'm not sure how how well my body would do now, but um, but yeah, you're still youthful enough, man, to at least give another another run for your nephew to check out. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. You know, maybe picking my spots, but having a couple of matches here and there with people that I want to have matches with, and and so on. So I, I I haven't closed the door on it yet, but it's definitely something I would like to I'd like to kick around. But uh, dude, one thing I want to I want to touch on with you because I thought this was the coolest thing. So I just had a guy on named Alex Warren a few weeks ago, and I I'm randomly watching The Weakest Link one night, and he's a contestant on there. And I, yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like, I know this guy. And he That's was random. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, um, he trained at, at a school here locally for a few months. And so I contacted him and he came over and did the show. But what I thought was so interesting about it, literally days after I saw you post that you were on wheel of fortune, he's on this show. So I'm like, how are all these people I know through wrestling <laughs> on game shows? So we, we got to dive into that. You were recently, just a few months back, a contestant on the Wheel of For- on Wheel of Fortune, which is you know one of the most popular game shows of yeah. all time. Like, dude, how cool is that? Yeah, man. I think what like thirty seven years, or it might even be more. But I kind of remember the, how many now it is. But yeah, they've been like close to forty years now um, running the show. You know, and Pat and Vanna the whole time, and to to have that opportunity to still you know go play the show and have them there was just amazing man um but kind of like rewind to the very beginning um it basically almost well it should have happened sooner than it did happen um but uh i actually got uh actually got called to go out back in um 2019 oh wow and so uh so yeah it was basically you know at least like a a two-year wait to to go back and play but um, what had happened, you know, they had flew every, all the contestants out and everything already, and we were there. We had gone through, like, the rehearsal and, you know, um, basically getting ready to, to play the game. Um, they typically, I think, start the taping at, like, um, on noon on the days of taping. So it was, like, 1130, and we're all just kind of sitting in the back waiting to, you know, get things going. And then uh, one of the uh, one of the producers like, okay, well, we have uh, um, the main producer coming to, to talk to you guys here in a little bit. And like, oh, okay, we're just going to get, you know, I guess another spiel before we start playing. And so the guy comes in, and he's like, uh, everybody, I'm so sorry. This is the first time we've ever had to do this in the history of the show, but we have to cancel today's taping. Um, Pat Sajak has to go have emergency surgery. He has an intestinal blockage, and he's just not going to be able to host the show today. And we have, you know, this is the first time this has ever happened, so we don't have a, a backup plan or anything, you know, we could do at this moment. So, um yeah, but they had to cancel the show that day. So are, are you thinking at this point, like, oh, this is over now? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm probably not coming back. Um, yeah, it was, it was, just, it was, it was a shitty thing, man. I mean, sure. you know, it wasn't too. I mean, it was, it was cool to at least be be out there and have the experience, but I, I felt really bad because, um, you know, at that time they were still having live audiences, mm-hmm. and um, they welcomed you to bring out, you know, up to three family members with you. Um, at the time, you know, my wife was still. Um, well, she wasn't pregnant, but she had just had our first um, daughter, and so she was, you know, not really um, available to go at that moment, you know. So um, I'd asked my mom, and 
um, you know, she would want to come and maybe some of my family from Colorado. And so, uh, it ended up being my mom, um, one of my aunts, and then also my nephew who flew out from Colorado too. And so they were there, you know, to, to see me play. And <laughs> it just sucked, you know, that they, they had to go out there and kind of have the disappointment too. But yeah, everyone took it fine. You know, they, they were okay. They, they kind of just loved the experience sure. of being there. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was just crazy, man, the way it went down. But, um, the way they kind of tried to make it up to us a little bit was like, well, we're going to have, you know, you and your guests, um, have a photo opportunity with Vanna. So they basically had us all, you know, like line up and, you know, us and our families got to go take a, a picture with Vanna. And it was actually, um, like Disney Christmas week was the theme of the show. So they had, you know, basically all like the main Disney character, you know, characters there like Mickey and Minnie, you know, Goofy, Daisy, they had all those characters, you know, there too. And so it was basically like one big picture with like Vanna and all the characters. So it was cool. It was cool. It was a cool memento, I guess, you know, um, to make, I guess, good out of a bad situation. So, um, yeah, just kind of just crazy though how it all happened, you know, but, um, the cool thing is they, you know, they typically don't pay for you to go out there. You have to, you know, you pay for your flight, your hotel, um, you know, your meals, all that kind of thing. Uh, but they were really cool about it. They said, you know, for, for this trip, we're going to, um, you know, uh, reimburse you for all your costs, you know, your flight, ho- hotel, everything, just give us the receipts. And the next time we bring you guys out, um, we're going to cover that as well. So, oh, that's nice. so that was really cool, man. You know, like they did everything they could to make, you know, um, the situation good for us. So, that's but yes, basically, um, sorry, it's, it's kind of a long story, no, no, go ahead. I like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so after that happened, you know, um, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I'll wait and see when they call me out again, you know? And, uh, so that was like late in 2019 and then obviously COVID hits in, you know, early 2020 mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh shit, well now I'm definitely not going to go back, you know, like, and so I basically just kind of like, you know. Well, it was so unknown then, right? Like yeah. we didn't know anything of what it was going to be like, you know, for a mm-hmm. while. Exactly. Yeah. So like, well, I, I know I'm not going out anytime soon, but I at least want to keep in touch and that's basically what I did, you know, is kind of just email the, um, one of the producers that, um, had emailed me to get on the show and yeah, I just kept in touch and said, you know, just say, yeah, let me know whenever you guys are welcoming back people from out of state again. And, um, she's like, yeah, you'll be, you know, one of the first on our list basically. And I was like, yeah, right. It's probably just telling me lies, you know, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I mean, um, after a while, you know, um, things started to kind of, I guess, ease up and, you know, COVID wasn't as serious anymore or at least, you know, not as contagious or, you know, being spread as quickly. So they started bringing people from out of state again. Um, I think it was what, like in maybe like July of last year, they'd reached out to me and um, asked me if I can come out um, at a certain date. At the, the date they gave me, I couldn't do it. So I was like, well, you know, give me another date and, um, you know, hopefully I can come out and make that one. So uh, they got back to me again and um, had me go out and play in, um, in November. I think it was November. I have a bad memory now, but it was either October or November. I went out and actually, you know, was able to play again. Um, and yeah, this time it was, you know, a lot different, obviously, because they're still being really cautious with COVID. So, you know, you had to get, um, a COVID test, uh, the, na- the day before, you know, just to make sure you're, you're negative when you come to the, uh, set the next day. So had to do that, you know, kind of just spent the night, you know, um, before that, just mentally preparing myself, you know, watching some old episodes and, um, uh, just kind of getting in the, you know, in the swing of things. But, um, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was kind of cool the, se- the second time around because, uh, the first time they had us in the back of the uh, Wheel of Fortune set um, in like a really, you know, small room. That's where they kind of kept all the contestants. But obviously, you know, it was too small for, for COVID time. So mm, yeah. um, 
But this time around, they uh, put us in the, on the Jeopardy set, which is pretty cool. So <laughs> we got to like you know sit in the audience of the Jeopardy set, and um, you know kind of seeing that was pretty cool. Cause I, we didn't get to see that last time, you know. But it's just basically right across the way from the Wheel of Fortune set, and uh, a lot smaller than I thought it would be too. You know, like really kind of smaller set compared to Wheel of Fortune, which I guess you know kind of makes sense. They don't need, I guess, too much of space for <laughs> for the the board and the contestant um, little uh, podiums and that kind of thing. So. Sure. So yeah, but that's a. Uh, I was always joking around with people like, yeah, that's the closest I want to be to Jeopardy because I don't think I would do well on that show. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> trivia would be like that. That type of trivia would be rough. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I couldn't see myself doing well on that show. So, well, so like, but it was my, cool though. My buddy that was on Weakest Link, you know, he's you know mid twenties. Some of his questions were like, butters or popcorn? Which one is a South Park character? And I'm like, dude, that's such a layup, you know. But like, right. some of the other questions are like brutally tough. So it's uh, it's just kind yeah. of funny the way it falls, but. Um, but yeah, man. So like wrestling has made me very like, I don't want to say like negative, but I, I don't believe something till it happens. So you've already had one experience. Are you still like waiting for like the floor to fall out on this at some point? Yeah. I mean, it was like, you just never know, man. Like I've had, yeah, things happen like that with wrestling, with other opportunities that I've had, you know, and other areas like this fall apart and that's just, that's just life sometimes. But, um, yeah, thankfully the, the second time around it was, um, way better than the first, you know, so we actually got to play that day, and uh, it was pretty nerve-wracking because I, um, they, they kind of basically randomly pick, you know, your the three contestants they want to be on, and so you, you get looped in with, you know, three people um, that they choose, basically, um, but the order of tapings, that's basically random, you know, they, they kind of draw from a hat, and um, whoever, you know, whatever three contestants are uh, looped together in that number, they pick it out, and that's your order in the show of taping, you know, so, mm. um, how many then, do they tape in a day? Uh, they usually tape, uh, tape six. So yes, well, that's a pretty, long day. pretty decent long day. Yeah. It's usually yeah. from like 12 to like, you know, five thirty or six that they're done. So, yeah. um, but yeah, man. So, um, and then the yeah, luck of the draw, I was the very first show to be on. So <laughs> I was like, Oh, are you kidding me? Like the, the most nervous, you know, nerve wracking show to be on the very first one. I got to be on it. Sure. Um, but it was also kind of good to get it out of the way too. So that was, you know, kind of like a, a relief and then you just kind of get to watch the rest of the contestants and shows you know so so yeah but um yeah man and it was kind of funny like i did you know kind of like try to draw from wrestling to like when i was going out there like i almost like imagined it as me like you know coming out to an entrance when they finally brought us on stage for the show you know i was like i was acting like i was walking through a curtain of like a wwe show or something like that you Absolutely, know like yeah. just trying to have that kind of <laughs> trying to have that confidence and you know just kind of have that same mentality so um yeah it was kind of funny but uh yeah, man. Um, and I don't think I don't, you said you didn't catch the show, right? I've been. I, I messaged you after it happened because I was like, man, I want to see if I can find it. And yeah. you know, I don't have cable nowadays. Obviously, it's all streaming, and I don't know where to find it, so I haven't been able to watch it. But I'd like to, if I'm able to YouTube it down the road, I'd like to do that. Of course, I know that stuff all gets pulled down pretty quickly with copyrights yeah, and stuff. That's, that's the hard part, man. Yeah, it was on there. I think a couple times. Like I think two people had posted it, but um, yeah, it. Uh, it got pulled down, you know, pretty quick. So mm-hmm. a few people got a catch it. They didn't watch it. And, you know, I, I shared it with them, but yeah, I don't have it. I don't think it's on there. Um, from what I know now. So I never know. Maybe I'll get back on there someday or I can find a copy somehow. And, uh, I could share that with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would love to see it. But, um, like what were you, I mean, obviously like wheel of fortune, people know how it works. You spin the wheel, you pick letters. I mean, it's kind of like hangman, mm-hmm. right? Like you're trying to solve yeah. a puzzle. Like I feel like I would be so nervous that I would just say like a let like a random letter that you know would not even be 
in the realm. You know what I mean? Like, we're trying to solve the puzzle and mess it up. And mm-hmm. there had to be some some nerves there when you're actually playing it live. Like, oh man, yeah. Like, it's just, it's hard to explain, man. But you, uh, they, what they do though, they they kind of do a, a good job of preparing you because they do give you like. Um, some rehearsals, you know, before the show. So they kind of bring out like a mock host and a mock Vanna, you know. So um, you actually got to like, you know, get a, right get a, a feel for round it. almost. Yeah, basically. So you get a feel of how to play and how things go. And um, thankfully, I made my mistakes in that practice round because, um, kind of like you said, like you call a wrong letter or something. That's what I did. Like there was already an E called, and I, I was like, I like to buy an E, and it was already called. I'm like, oh, are you serious? Like <laughs> so stupid, you know? Like yeah. So uh, yeah, like those kind of things. They they kind of help you get the jitters out. And um, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully, I like like I said, I got those out um, during that practice round because. Um, that was the one thing I was like really worried about too. Is like, man, I hope I don't say something stupid or make a fool out of myself and become like a viral video or a meme or something. Right. right. And <laughs> so yeah. So um, thankfully nothing like that happened, you know. Um, and uh, I got through pretty pretty decent, you know. Um, I, I was doing pretty well, man. Like I, I think I saw, ended up solving like five out of the nine puzzles. Oh wow. Um, so you know I solved most of them, but the unfortunate part, like the one puzzle I was really hoping to solve, was um, the prize puzzle. So. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. If anybody listening is unfamiliar, the uh, the prize puzzle is basically the one you want to win because you win a, a trip along with any kind of the cash you win in that round, and so it really adds your total up pretty quick, you know. And that whoever wins wins that round basically um, isn't guaranteed, but they have a really you know great shot more than anybody else to get into the bonus round at the end, you know. So. Mm-hmm. So that's the round I was hoping to win, but that's one of the rounds I unfortunately didn't win. So, so yeah, it's just the way it goes, man. The wheel got me. Um, yeah. I had a, I had a chance, you know, but um, I spun a, a lose a turn, and then the next gal who uh, was after me ended up solving the puzzle. So I was like, man, I was really wanting that puzzle. So, <laughs> and that's and that's the thing is because it is very much a game of chance, you know, and mm-hmm. in all those games, like I remember, um, there's a a town. Well, you you obviously the Missouri Branson. I'm sure you remember. Um, up there, kind oh, yeah. of like the Ozarks mm-hmm. area. Um, yep. They have a lot of live shows and stuff. We were up there vacationing one year, and they had a Price is Right live show that they were doing. And so I'm, I'm telling my my parents, I'm like, we got to go. Like, <laughs> holy crap, you know. And and so we, you know, it was like you know thirty bucks to get tickets, so it wasn't too bad. So we go into the live show, and they were picking people from the audience to play. Mm-hmm. And none of us, like, we had a big group. None of us got picked, which was. Super disappointing, but, you know, it is what it is. But it was cool because we got the name tag, you know, and right. all that fun stuff. But, like, the guy behind us actually got picked to play. And <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It was one of those pricing games, you know, where it's, like, higher, lower, you know, whatever it was. I can't remember. Something like a recliner is a higher than this, lower than this. And he oh, yeah. he, he was totally off. And, just, really? and he comes and sits down and his wife's like, what are you thinking? He goes, I got nervous. <laughs> and we just busted up laughing because he was like, you don't understand. I was nervous. <laughs> it was just like, that could happen though. Like, you know, you'd be up there. Like you said, you don't want to be like a meme forever where you're like, I see it all the time on TikTok where people who like say stupid answers on family feud or, or whatever, mm-hmm. it easily can happen. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it's good. They give you that pre round to kind of get the jitters out and kind of get comfortable on that on that set. I mean, cause I'm sure there's lights on you. There's cameras and you know, with wrestling, we are kind of used to that, but an average person off the street, probably not so much. 
well, yeah, that poor guy, man, he didn't have any time to prepare. I mean, you kind of go thinking, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to get on, but you're, like, really not expecting it in that kind of mm-hmm. situation, you know? And that's kind of funny. I actually went to one of those, yeah, Price is Right Lives, too. Um, they oh, had one in yeah. Pueblo here in Colorado a few years back, and I took uh, my grandfather to it. Uh, didn't get called up either, so I don't know how that experience is. But, um, yeah, it, I just uh, – it would have been cool to be on there, but um, – yeah, Price is Right has always kind of been one of the ones I would, I'd like to go on to eventually. But the main one, the one you see on TV, I hear is kind of hard to get on because, you know, obviously it's chance and you have to just, you know, kind of be there um, at the right moment, right time. So um, it's a little bit obviously different than like getting on like Wheel of Fortune or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've always been I've always been a big fan of game shows. So I'm sure getting to check, you know, especially Wheel of Fortune, that's like one of the. If people don't know a lot of game shows, that's one of like the main two or three that they know. So that had yeah. to be that had to be super cool. Like when all was said and done, to be like, wow, I was I was I was on Wheel of Fortune, you know? Yeah, and, it's still pretty surreal, man. And yeah. um, one of the reasons I wanted to go on too, not to, not just the fact that you know I I felt like I was good enough to play on the game. You know, I, I knew the rules, and you know, of course, everyone plays at home pretty good. But um, right. the the thing I like about Wheel of Fortune is that even if you don't win the main, you know, you're not the main winner, you still get a leave home with the money you want if you do win some you know mm-hmm. so that's kind of different from a lot of um you know a lot of the uh game shows especially like jeopardy you know like the main winner is the only one that takes the money home and right. the other people get like parting prizes whatever they are but uh yeah will of fortune you actually got to keep your your winnings no matter what place you take so well yeah, my buddy that's on weakest link you know how on that one if people don't know it's like eight players and you bank this big crop of money and it gets down to one person and the person at the end gets it all and he got mm-hmm. To he was down to the final two and then lost. You know, so oh like, no way, really? And it was like forty oh, grand. I mean, it's not like retiring for the rest of your life, money. But I mean, it's forty right. grand. You know, it's like man, that's, that's a good haul, man. Yeah, damn to be. Yeah, I didn't know he was second. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I would that would really suck. And I mean, I was second on my show, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't forty grand at stake. I mean, it could have been more, but you know, it's not a guaranteed like on that show. You know, like you right. have to solve another puzzle at the end in order to get like a bigger right. bigger chunk of money. So. Well, and what's funny on his is um, the, at the end, it comes down to, like, it's just you two, so there's five questions, and mm-hmm. whoever gets the most right wins the, the pot of money. And I I can't remember if how it went. I'd have to listen to our episode again or, or watch the episode again, but I think he got to choose who would go first, and he chose the other guy to go first. And one of the questions the other guy got was, like, what company makes um, the Xbox, I think. Oh no way! And he didn't know it. I'm like, you what? Gotta be kidding me! Like, yeah, uh. that's what's that's what's so funny about that show is there's those like just random, easy. I mean, it's like Microsoft Xbox. It's easy. Like every, I would think most everybody would know that, but this guy wasn't a gamer. He had no idea. That's crazy, man. And he's yeah. like, you know, I was like, you know, I, I kicked myself because if I had chose to go first, I would have got that question. I'm like, right, you know, so. Ah, uh, that's yeah, that sucks, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very hard to find someone that wouldn't know the answer to that question, and he had the he had the guy on the opposite side of him. Yeah, it's 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 funny stuff. But he he, I think much like you, was just happy to to be able to be on and experience it, and you know, say, hey, I was on a game show, you know, and, and like nowadays, like <laughs> stuff like that on Facebook and stuff, people are like, oh, holy crap, you're on Wheel of Fortune or Weakest Link. That's awesome, you know. Yeah, it was cool to see yeah, a lot of people supporting me and watching the show. You know, um, I just posted because they they don't let you post anything until the week before your show airs. Sure. 
And so, you know, I had to be pretty tight-lipped about it until that time. But, yeah, when I posted about it, there was, yeah, a ton of support from people. So that was really cool. And then the night of, you know, a lot of people were, you know, commenting and saying they were watching and cheering me on and stuff like that. So, so yeah, man, it's awesome. It's just really cool experience. And, you know, I definitely recommend anybody, you know, to give it a shot because, yeah, like, you know, you just never know. Things can happen. Absolutely. Were they pretty tight-lipped on, like, hey, don't, you know, obviously they don't want you to tell people you were even on the show, but – you know, for sure, like if you won or not, they probably don't want spoilers and stuff like that out there, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that was their big thing. And um, they basically, yeah, I just want you to keep tight-lipped about, you know, um, any kind of social media posts or anything like that. Like, of course, obviously, they're not going to know if you tell, you know, people around you. Um, right. So, of course, my wife and, you know, family knew before. But, um, yeah, they, they just want you to be really, you know, they want to, you know, kind of preserve the integrity of the game, they say, basically, and not give too much away. Um yeah, and they're like, yeah, if, you have any, if any news outlets or anything contact you, um, you know, reach out to us. We can kind of coach you through it. And um, I didn't have to deal with any of that, you know, so I didn't have to, you know, contact them with that. But, um, yeah, they just really want you to basically just, you know, be as, as tight-lipped about it as you can until the show airs. Which which makes sense, you know, to, oh, yeah. like you said, mm-hmm. make sure that way when people watch, they can kind of go in with a with that fresh mindset of like, okay, like I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is. But you know, what's, what's funny is we brought up Marvel earlier and I feel like, you know, obviously there was some pretty good, I won't do spoilers, but there were some zingers in Dr. Strange. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad that that stuff doesn't get leaked. Like you kind of know some of it might be happening, but it's nice to know that like, there's not like a bunch of spoilers out there because I think with wrestling, like, there's so many times you hear all these rumors like, hey, Cody Rhodes is re-signing with WWE. And it's like, man, how big of a moment would that have been at WrestleMania if he just pops up and no one knew he was going to be there? Dude, I know, man. Like, it was a good, it was a great moment, you know. But, yeah, it would have been so much better if it wasn't leaked already, you know. Like, yeah. um, and just imagine the reaction. And it's just, yeah, it's hard with, with wrestling to do that. I think one of the only times I, at least I can remember, um, that it was like a really, a real shock surprise was, well, maybe a couple ones, you know, um, and it happened, I think, at the Royal Rumbles was, uh, you know, Edge coming back and then, mm-hmm. you know, Jericho's surprise return, I think, you know, a few years back. And, like, nobody knew they were going to, you know, be there that night. And I don't know how they kept that secret, but, you know, sometimes they still can. But for the most part, you know, when, when things happen, you know, the Internet is the one breaking it right away. So Yeah. And, and I think it it takes away, like, that Christmas morning moment, right, where it's like mm-hmm. you see it and you're like, oh, that's awesome. And I, and I think it ultimately, like, if I had known Doctor Strange spoilers ahead of time, I still would have enjoyed it. But yeah. Prob- probably not as much, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's the world we live in, man. Every, everything's just, you know, out there as, as soon as it can be. And people get screenshots or, you know, set shots and mm-hmm. they're they're posting them. And it's just, it's just hard to avoid. Even yeah. if you're really, like, away from everything as much as you can, like, you still come across it, it seems like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and I know people that will, like, get on Twitter and, like, I'm muting the words Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. before the movie comes out. So I don't I don't see any posts about it. I'm just like, oh, geez. You know, it's – but, yeah, I do get it, you know, because you want to kind of go in with a with a clean slate and to be surprised and everything. But, but dude, this has, been a, this has been a blast catching up. We need to do it again before two or three years. Of course, you know, right. COVID and everything kind of got in the way of that. But um, – I know, you know, you kind of talked about possibly getting back into wrestling. Are you still doing the – I know you're still on Twitter. you still do any social media, really, or um, – I mean, Yeah, I'm still on Twitter and stuff like that. Honestly, I don't really post, you know, um, a whole lot because I'm not doing anything, you know. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, mostly lately it's, it's – my only Twitter interactions have been with people uh, 
thinking that Embiid should have got the MVP over Jokic because, you know, I'm, of course, a Nuggets fan. And so that, that's been a little bit, uh, a little fun, you know, going back and forth with some of those Philly fans. But, um, but yeah, man, um, here before long, I'm hoping to, yeah, ramp up again and at least get, you know, try to build more of a presence. But I'm still, you know, I'm still maybe even tossing around the idea of like, you know, having to, um, just kind of rebranding myself and coming out with a new character and that kind of thing. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, just, yeah, there's a lot of things I'm kind of just thinking about. Um, and also one of my buddies, uh, it's actually, I don't, I don't think you ever met him cause he was, uh, he was my, one of my, actually my first roommate out in Eldon. Um, he might have still been there. Um, I don't know if you remember a guy named Mark. Hmm. Not right, not right offhand, no. Yeah, I, th- I think he might have left like before your time, but, um, uh, anyway, like he, uh, he and this other guy who, uh, were training, you know, with me when I first started there at Harley's, um, they're both actually like thinking about starting a, uh, a promotion out in uh, Las Vegas now. So, oh, nice. um, so yeah, he hit me up about that and wanted to know if I wanted to be involved. He's like, oh yeah, well, you know, I want you to, you know, kind of be involved and even, you know, maybe be our first champ and that kind of thing, which is, you know, which is cool. But I was like, dude, I don't even know if I'm in position right now to even like, you know, work a decent match. So that's, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure on me. I was like, maybe you might want to go with someone else to start. I'm, I'm willing to help out, but yeah, I don't want to, you know, totally start off this promotion and then everyone shits on it because they're the champ doesn't you know isn't in shape or something you know right, so yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> nerve-wracking it's a nerve-wracking deal i know uh here lately when i have the free time i've done commentary a few times at, at, at a show here in town and well nice and, and you know what's it's weird because i i i'm actually gonna have a guy on the show here in a week or two that was he's like the lead play-by-play guy and i told him i was like hey man i have no experience doing this i don't know I mean, I know what a wrestling match is, and I know what I'm like things, but I, I've never called a match. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And he kind of just broke it down. He goes, "Well, rely on your experience when you see something that you can kind of, you know, make a point of. Like, you know, we'll see what he did there. This, you know, blah blah blah. And he kind of broke it down that way. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, because I yeah. I agreed to do it, but I, I get there and I'm like, I don't know what the hell to talk about. You know, like what <laughs> what do I say? Especially if these guys I don't really know, so. I'm trying to ask them questions, and they're they're like, oh, well, you can say whatever you want. I'm like, I, I, I don't even know who the hell you are. Like, I need something. Yeah, that to doesn't say help here, me. <laughs> so yeah, but again, it's it's flexing a different muscle, and I got better as I did it. But it was it was definitely a transition for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I did commentary one time too um, out here for um, New Era, and I was yeah, I was the same as you, man. Like I didn't know what the hell to say, and I was like, this is my first time doing this shit, and I don't know what's going on. You know, like I'm trying to be interesting, I'm trying to make it you know um, funny, or at least you know get people to think I'm irritating or something. But yeah, the, the feedback wasn't very good, so that was like the only time I did. Yeah, I did commentary. It's... So I need some more practice for sure. Well, and, and kind of what made me think of that is when you were talking about that plastic. That, or excuse me, that that practice round of Wheel of Fortune. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been able to like commentate two dark matches before the main show to kind of get accustomed to it. You know what I mean? And get you know refamiliarized with who the guys are and you know all that stuff. And like I had some information, like a card and you know the matches and and you know any developing stories and stuff like that. But sometimes still, it's not it's not it's not super easy. You know. No, man, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to go out and kill this, like, you know, Bobby Heenan and, you know, be that kind of guy. But, nope, it didn't didn't work at all. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> you know, it's, I know Bonsai told me when he went to uh, NXT or FCW at the time, he said he really struggled initially because he wasn't a referee. And so mm-hmm. they're just thinking he's a referee, but he's like, I'm just trying to be a referee. So, so I had to relearn how to do that and then get accustomed to the earpiece and the hand signals and all this other stuff that he had to, to learn. 
So it was a process for him to kind of like a learning curve to kind of get over that. And I think that's sometimes part of the the wrestling business people don't know is it's like an ever evolving learning deal, you know. Oh yeah, there's so many aspects of the, of the business to like be involved in and you know like um like even like I was talking about, you know, my buddy uh starting that promotion and he wants me to kind of help out with it. I was like, "Well, I think you know like I can help with at least, you know, like um you know, booking some talent and that kind of thing. So, you know, I met a lot of people from everywhere. Um, but even that's going to be a challenge, you know, because I've never done that kind of stuff before. Sure. So, you know, I at least know how to evaluate talent and, like, you know, know guys and, and girls that are good. But yeah. um, in dealing with them and that kind of, you know, relationship, that's that's going to be kind of the, the new part where I've never had that kind of experience, you know. So that could be pretty interesting and probably challenging in a lot of ways too. I uh, One time I was at uh, an indie show and a guy hands me – piece of paper and he's like i need you to book the royal rumble tonight and i'm like what and he's like yeah i want you to book it and i'm like he goes here's what i want at the end i'm like i don't even know who the hell these people are like i don't i don't you know i'm like what like, i've never booked a royal rumble like i've have i seen them sure but i don't I've, and so like i just start getting everyone's name and kind of making a random list and people are like hey can me and him switch numbers and i'm like i don't give a shit like yeah <laughs> As long as like the the timer goes off and someone comes out, I'm fine. You know, like I don't. Right. Care. But yeah, it's it's weird the challenges you get in wrestling sometimes. But I think that's also kind of what keeps it interesting, right? Oh yeah, you know, it's just a it's an ever evolving thing, man. Even you know, in your match, you know, things can change in an instant, and sure. you have to throw you know parts away that you want to do and. Or go back to them, try to find a unique way to get back to them. So that's what people, yeah, don't understand. They think, oh, it's just they—they they know what's going to happen. They know what they're going to do. And um, yeah, a lot of times, no, we don't. You know, a lot of times it's on the fly, and right. we have to kind of just make shit up and try to make it look good. So just hope for the best, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, this is like I said, this has been a lot of fun uh, catching up with you. Oh yeah, and, man. Uh, yeah, that's always a good time. And uh, hopefully, when you when you kind of decide to get back in that ring, let me know. I'd like to like to watch you perform again and and all that stuff. And I'm going to hoping to do the same myself at some point. And we'll kind of compare our, uh, our middle-aged bodies. <laughs> no kidding, man. Yeah. I never know. There might be one more, uh, Akiago versus Brian breaker match in the, in the future. So <laughs> Dude, yeah, we tore up the Elden community center at one point, didn't we? <laughs> we, did, we did for sure, man. So yeah, yeah, man, it'd be fun. It'd be great to see you back in the ring too, man. Or just yeah, man. In, you know, involved in any way. So yeah, keep me posted on what you're doing. Yeah, I will dude. Uh, thanks for being on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate you too, man. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back to close it up here on episode 77. As I mentioned last week, I'm actually out of town this week. I'm in uh I'm in Missouri on a family vacation. You know, it is uh late June vacation time. That's a thing me and Bane always kind of joke about on Power Hours that he hates the summer. I think I love the summer simply because it's vacation time. You know, like yeah, it's hot as hell. I mean, I'm not going to say they're like, "Oh, I love the heat." I don't. I you know, I'm an air conditioning guy. I, I sweat. I don't like being out in the sun and sweating my balls off like like everybody does. But I do enjoy vacation and fun stuff like that. So maybe that's why I look forward to it. Um, it is what it is, right? But I'm actually on vacation. So, But I wanted to make sure I get an episode out to you. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Next week, another first-time guest, C.M. Burnham, will be joining me. Not C.M. Punk, if that's what you were thinking. C.M. Burnham. Uh, if you don't know this guy... Um, interesting story for sure I've always thought that and I and I, I hadn't really thought to reach out to him too much but I thought you know what he might actually be a fun guest and it really was a fun conversation Burnham's an announcer 
and he's kind of worn a lot of hats in pro wrestling, as I say with a lot of people that aren't wrestlers, they do wear a lot of hats, and I think that's sometimes just out of necessity, because you may need a manager, you may need an authority figure, you may need a commentator, you may need a ring announcer, you may need a you know a bell ringer, a timekeeper, there's a lot of things in wrestling that you need, and you know, it's like, well, okay, let's look around, hey, how about that guy, you know, and I think Burnham was a guy who was very heavily involved in wrestling, loved being in wrestling, and loved being around wrestling, and kind of made his way through the ranks doing all this different stuff, and he kind of tells a story about being a fan, and getting involved, and and everything in between, and, and making drives, that's that's one thing that, um, I, you know, I think sometimes people look at it like, ah, just Burnham, whatever, but Burnham does the drives, you know, a lot of people don't, he hits shows every weekend, and how many indie wrestlers can say that? Not all of them, some of them can for sure, but not all of them, so dedication's a big thing with pro wrestling, in my opinion, and Burnham's a good guy, and, uh, you know, I've we talk about this a little bit. A lot of people may not know this. Here locally, I've done a little bit of color commentary. Um, when I kind of stepped away from wrestling, it was kind of like, hey, would you like to do some commentary? Like, yeah, I'd like to do that. That'd be fun. Well, here's the thing. I don't know how to do commentary. I've never done commentary in my life. So how do I do that? Well, that's the thing. It's a new skill. I really lied, relied very heavily on Burnham to run that ship and be the play-by-play guy and kick it over to me when it was my time. And that's a whole thing. It's a dynamic, and it's a thing you kind of have to learn. And it's not easy. It's not at all easy, what, 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 like what people might think. But, again, it was it was good for me to have someone kind of in the driver's seat that I, I could tell was able to steer that ship. So I think everyone will enjoy that. That will be coming up next week, Episode 78. Of course, check out some of my podcasting buddies like Fully Posable, Drunk Wrestling History, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. Um, the Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. In the Marbles with our buddies Soda and Ethan over there talking NASCAR. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Of course, jeez, uh, what else do we have? Boots of the Face with Marty and Rucker. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Um... Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf and his epic, amazing chop shop. In fact, I'm out of town right now, so don't have it yet, but I think I have a chop shop haul coming very soon. Very much looking forward to that. Um, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast and so many more. If I missed you, I apologize. I'm trying to go off memory, and that's not an easy thing to do, but we're making the show happen. So thank you guys for checking it out. Uh, check out Breaker and Bates Power Hour. Check out No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Check out the archived episodes of the TV Toycast. And um, also t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com. And of course, whatamaneuver.net for all of the merch. Thank you guys for checking out You Know It's Fake Right. And remember, as the great Johnny Valentine once said, I cannot make you believe that pro wrestling is real, but I sure as hell can make you believe that I am. I'm Brian Breaker. This is You Know It's Fake Right. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. I've been around for a minute, and I can stand toe to toe with the best of the minute. Don't give a damn about critics, they talk a lot, but at the end of the night, I'm selling the tickets. All the tough guys avoid me, the ladies all adore me, paparazzi record me, I can put on a clinic, all my opposers are